Thanks for tuning in to a brand new episode of Tire Kicker. I'm Jeff. I'm Nate. And I'm Julian. In today's fan-requested episode, we decided to go back in time just a little bit to jump into a ride that just about everyone has had some sort of experience with. It came in two-wheel drive, it came in four-wheel drive, and it just so happens to wear the crown of the first mid-sized truck to ever hit the pavement. Hop on in with us as we get down and dirty with the one and only Dodge Dakota. Welcome to the Rubber Lounge. So we are in the Rubber Lounge. So what's what's new, guys? We got some, uh, I guess it's not extremely brand new news, but uh, for anybody who relies on Tire Kicker for, for all of their, their car yeah. news, it shall, <laughs> it shall be brand new for you. Um, I think that we should talk about the 2021 Nissan 400Z that's coming out. So yes, just recently, just recently, they released what it's going to look like. And I got to say, I'm impressed. They uh, they swung for the fence and knocked it out of the park. So as we've kind of mentioned before in the past, we like it when uh, manufacturers do dip back in the old school pages and and pull something out that they've done before as long as if they give it justice and i feel nissan gave it all the justice it is full justice full send on the yeah, justice they, they do have i think a little bit of a benefit it's not like the z really ever went away for a long time true you know it's did it go how, away how long has ever? this car been around i mean what was the first z 72 maybe the 240? Yeah. I don't know. We'd have to look that up. But, like, yeah, was there ever a, a, a lapse in production on a Z car? Ooh. 1969. 69. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I got my first six drink. <laughs> it was the summer of 69. Yep. There you go. Yeah, so, it's, so it's been around for a minute, for sure. Yep. Um, but... It's what's interesting though, is when they dipped back, they could have went you know anywhere with it, and I think we saw some fan you know uh, renderings and stuff, and and it did look kind of like the seventies you know Z, which I thought was really cool, but obviously Nissan was like, nope. It, it seems to me it feels like a continuation, you know. Right. It's, yeah. it's they did it right. They weren't like, hey, we're going to, here's a crossover. You know, it was a continuation, <laughs> you know. It's like the eclipse. Oh, man. Oh, hey, man. hey. Okay, hold on. Just- <laughs> yeah. I don't think we can talk about that today. <laughs> yeah, let's leave. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> we'll leave that for a different day. <laughs> but like, so you look at the profile of the Z and it looks, like you said, a continuation. Because it's like you see, uh, you probably see like, you know, the, the 350, the 370, right. you know, which is the. Yeah. The yeah. most recent one. I will say my opinion. I I still I really like it. Uh-huh. I'm a big fan of just overall. I mean, I've always loved the shape of the Z cars. Um, yes. Yep. Big fan of the interior. Mm-hmm. The color choice on the Proto Z was kind of eh, we know whatever, but um, that's just the color. But I will say that my initial reaction. I didn't like the front. I didn't like the grill. Now, mm-hmm. 
and I didn't, and I also was kind of like weirded out a little. I don't know about weirded out, but like the the rear the rear light assembly, the the mm. the rear end, yeah. kind of like yeah, that heck and blend across the back. People say it's like a, it is a throwback. It's an homage to like the original 300 ZX. Yeah, and you know, I think the light the lights themselves are cool, but I felt like they like pinched it a little bit. Like it could okay. have been taller. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's like it was squished down like a I said Mustang, but somebody else I saw somewhere that somebody said it looked more like because when I actually look at a Mustang, I'm like, it doesn't really look anything like a Mustang at all. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's not turning me off to the car completely. And if someone yeah. gave me one, I'd be like, hell, yeah, I'll take that. The, so the front end, the big like the big grill and then the rear to me was just kind of like not as cool. Maybe it'll grow mm-hmm. on me a little bit. But the interior, great. Um and in the shape, obviously, the wheels were really cool. I liked how they put put like Z on the wheels, like yeah, yes. Nissan Z, not the uh-huh. wheels, the tires. They put on the, the tires, tires yeah, yeah. And it's got the big Z, the Z emblem right above the rear wheel. You're talking about the that rear quarter panel, yeah, like at the top, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. right, right behind the window. Oh, and all, I will say also, I think the front kind of reminded me of like an FRS. So I was like, eh. Okay, but again, overall, I like it. I mean, right. obviously, yeah. I'm a you know a big fan of a car that's something that caters to enthusiasts. It has a manual transmission, looks great. I always appreciate, uh, and I'm sure you do too, Jeff. Um, appreciate Julian's thoughts. You know, coming from more of like a design background, and you know what influences or what were the designers yeah. thinking when they when <sighs> they made the car and made the decisions right. they made. I mean, here's the thing: like, this is not just some car. Like, this is the car that really brought Japan to a the world. I mean, I was going to say America, yeah. but like, this is a car you could buy that would kick a Ferrari's butt for no money. And it was just the right formula. And like, Nissan has done a really good job of sticking to that formula forever. And right. I think there are like a couple funky misses here and there where they go like luxury more and more, um, like in the 90s. But yeah, those are still really nice cars. And I think that they're built for the time a little bit and they made sense then. Um, it's also just like kind of always gotten just a little bit better. Like the 240 was good, but then they made the motor a little bit better. They always focus on, I think, the right stuff. And they've got the lines and they've stuck to that with the long hood. Yeah. And then, um, you know, Nate, you're talking about the front and how it's like, you're right. It, it almost feels like it needs more design, but I can see where they're really trying to draw like this story arc from like way back in 69 all the way up through through the 80s through the 90s right. you know like that that tail light set that is straight up 1990 300ZX twin turbo exactly it, like i see that and in, in me because i know that car it evokes it and so it draws me yes. right away and they're doing a smart job because they're like they're pulling my generation with stuff like that and then they're pulling in you know all that other nostalgia with these other cues right you know the the long hips that um, one line basically from the front top all the way to the tail. Yeah. yeah. Um, and golly, they just nailed it this time. And I'll be honest, like the three fifty Z when it came out, mm-hmm. I thought was a little bit clumsy. You know, I, it came out around the same time as like the new Beetle. And I think everybody was in this like, hey, we Bath just learned tub. AutoCAD yeah. mindset. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you remember, Absolutely. you remember the the Maximas from that generation? Oh yeah, the freaking like yes. it was a half circle. It was a half yes. circle. And yeah. dude, okay, dude. So Julian, this is exactly what I was talking about. The stuff, uh-huh. you t- the stuff that you're saying here. Yeah. So now I'm looking at this profile picture uh-huh. of the of the 400Z in motion 
Yeah. And okay. looking, it may just be the light on, uh-huh. on like the the roof, but and then the lip, the the lower, mm-hmm. the lip spoiler on the on the front, like that is is saying yes. like vintage, like yes, yes, that, that was gonna be my point. Yeah. That was gonna yeah. be my I'm point. I'm just like, that holy they, crap! They totally, um, they did a nod to every generation of the Z. Mm-hmm. in this car mm-hmm. i mean to me I, I hope they they continue but to me it almost feels like it's like a grand finale almost you know because like i hope not if you look at like the three-quarter profile like looking at the rear it's totally mm-hmm. a nod to this to the 60s 70s z you know yeah and then yeah. you know but then like what julian was saying the rear end the taillights that is totally a 1990 300zx yep. you know obviously the front end looks more like the 350 you know but it's just mm-hmm. every single little bit and detail of that i mean compare you know with the emblem right behind the back window yes you know every right. tiny yeah. little thing they it, it was thought over it wasn't uh yeah. what you know let's let's try to sell this to becky you know it was we're gonna <laughs> sell this to z fans you know and they and, have and i'll tell you what it. man when you do that though i guarantee you becky buys all of these yeah. <laughs> i'm not even joking like i so yeah. i i've got a really close friend who's uh retired from the university of arkansas uh and she's had like the last several generations of z's in a row right and i totally see her buying this you know it's yeah. you know whenever the one she has now and 12 or whatever years sure you know whatever's current she's just gonna buy it and i, I don't know if this one will last that long but the current generation did so i guess she's got a shot yeah. <laughs> you know and, yeah but she yeah. just picked up a 370 and i absolutely would see her buying this you know yeah. those headlights are actually very um evocative you know in the front even though it has that weird kind of square sure hole in the middle it also just has a lot of curves and a lot of yeah. uh a lot of depth to it you know, that's kind of low key and subtle. Even the little dip, like right underneath the headlights, yeah. that reminds you of those first gens too. You know, that's little things say, like that yep. are just amazing. Right. Cause like the front end, obviously when you first look at it, it's like, okay, well that's, that's clearly a 350 weight. No, it's, you know, but then like what Julian yeah. was saying, almost with that teardrop headlight, it is reminiscent to the first gen to like the 69, yeah. 70s. And um, it's, it's done so subtly that if you are like a again a true Z fan, you're gonna see these little things, you know. But the cool thing yeah. is, is that they yeah. did it. It's like they snuck it under, you know, the radar mm-hmm. and and made mm-hmm. it look modern, which is really cool. I mean, it's done. Yeah. I agree. I agree that the big mouth of the of the grill seems a, a, a bit odd. But again, I think it's also you know not not a nod to this generation essentially, but it's 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 mm-hmm. kind of what's big right now. You know, pun intended, yeah. I guess. But yeah. you know, if you look at yeah. Lexus, you look at the Camrys, you look at you know all these other different you know Japanese we'll vehicles and stuff. Yeah, exactly. They're all yeah. having these yes. enormous you know yes. front grills and stuff. And so yeah. I think that that's probably how they're trying to make it modern. Um, but overall, everything else is just done so well, so well. Mm-hmm. And it's the front end's grown on me. I wonder. I, I dig it. You know, so these these cars have gotten really complicated too. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, the motor in this is a twin turbo V6, just like the '90s one, but. It's not like a ground sucker like the 90s car. Yeah. And those motors need a lot of breathing to really yeah. stay healthy. And sure. so I think one thing that's a real benefit, it's it's a choice, right? They could have either had tons of separate grills on the front yeah. or, you know, lots of fussy stuff. And instead they just were like, well, we need this size hole. That's yeah. true because it's probably intercooled. You know? And so like they could have had a bunch definitely. of like... 
inlets yeah. or like little slits that they yeah. they, sure. they, they creatively designed yeah. in so that it didn't look like a big hole or they're just yeah. like you know yeah. what let's just put the hole let's just because take we advantage of the time now where the enormous grills are cool so and just yeah. throw as much air into this puppy as we can Imagine though, looking at this car, if it had gr- if it had additional inlets or grills underneath the headlights, it kind of mm. breaks the beauty of that overall surface. And right. I mean, this yeah. is even though like we've talked about already how this car is kind of a mashup of different cars, but like looking at it, it's actually a very beautiful car by itself. Right. Like I look at this car, and so I think about this like compared to the current Supra, which I feel like is a um, a very competent car, yeah. but doesn't really tell like this story the same no. way. Yeah. And if I put them, no, put, a, if I put them next to each other, yeah. you know, I feel like they're they're very competitive in a design standpoint. Yeah. I feel like the Z is a little bit more reserved than the Supra. Yeah. The yeah. Supra is a little bit more like I'm wearing a backwards hat. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so like Bro. I can really see myself buying this Z yeah. and the Supra. I I feel like I would have to like explain to people why I'm having a midlife crisis. Right. Well, the thing is, but if it was named, you know, something completely different, I don't think that you would. I uh-huh. think you'd be totally fine with it. It's just the fact that it's a Supra, yes. you know, it's just right, right off the mark, you know. Um, and then yeah. obviously it's it's basically 50% BMW, you know, um, and that's kind of the other like soul sucking yeah, part 50%. of it. Yep, exactly. Yes. So yes. it's just so sad that I don't know. We could really, we could really bash the super again, you know. But um, it is. It's sad. It, but again, it just goes to show, you know. And again, we're we're being subjective here. I mean, it's 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 really yeah. everybody. There's tons of people who love the Supra, and I get it. You know, it, and ask it is me a cool again car. tomorrow, right? Right, too. right, exactly. You know, I mean, it, it's yeah, it's a cool car on its own, you know. And I would definitely not turn one down if somebody was going to give me one. That's for sure. But if I got, you know, I don't know how much this is going for, but say somebody gave me. 80 grand and was like go pick a car right now between any of these and stuff this is the first one i'm going after i think you, you know, could almost buy you could buy both of them well probably well so the 2021 gr supra starts at 42,990, and they're oh, saying really? z is estimated at 45 so i mean it's That's close not you know? bad though it's not bad but you know those are like the the starting points you know the base model yeah i can imagine how much the full tilt is you know so they're probably over 60 yeah you know i'll say the z this z just since we've been talking about it i'm looking at the pictures again Mm -hmm. it's really growing on me i'm way into it i i I never let me let me be clear like i never i never hated it at all yeah when i saw it it wasn't hatred i'm just like i was picking stuff out no 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 yeah like eh, this kind of like but you know now i look at them like you know what this thing's awesome it's kind of yeah, like that girl in like when you're in high school and like you, you like glance at her and you're like, oh, she's pretty. And then there's like this like super hot girl over here and stuff, you know, and but then she's got all these problems and stuff. And then you like take a take a second glance at the, at the other girl and you're like, actually, she's she's actually kind of kind of prettier. She's actually kind of perfect, actually. She's, she's actually super she's, amazing. Oh my gosh, yeah, man. I, really, I better <laughs> go been, talk to her. I can't get the love. guts to go talk to her. <laughs> Yeah, it's like after you stare at it a little bit longer, actually, she's perfect. Yeah, she's the one. Yeah, she's Z1. Yes, right? She doesn't have a lot of supra problems. She's Z1. <laughs> Nate she's got super problems, man. She's With so superficial. Yeah. Okay. Super so, quick question. Quick question. When we're talking about Z's here, really quick, I'm gonna go around the table and I want to know okay. what generation of the Z is your favorite. We'll start Ooh, with okay, like with oh, Nate. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say the um, now. I'm not a Z a file like uh, a good friend of mine, Andy, is, mm-hmm. or maybe you guys. Um, I'm gonna say like the '80s, like the solidly the gen before 1990 so i don't know what that ran from Mm -hmm. 89 back to 85 or something like that yeah i think that's 
you know, it's not like the sleekest looking and it's obviously very 80s and stuff, but I just, I think it's just probably nostalgia, but I just, I just love, I love the look of those cars and I love, yeah. like, I love the taillights on the cars and like the ones that had the digital dashboards yes. were just, just like, oh my God. Good so on cool. you, man. Heck yeah. I so want to get one of those. And I will say that I yeah, like man. I like that better. I know that the next gen is like one of the most like heralded mm-hmm. and like sought after and just, just beloved generations. But because uh, it was so like technologically advanced and it was twin turbo and it was, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it was everything. And it was, it was awesome. Yeah. Like harmonically balanced intake. It was crazy. Yeah. Correct. I like, but I like the 80s one. I would, I, I would take one of those. If you buy one, I'm going to put a pop tart in your head scoop. <laughs> it has that nice. super cool hood scoop that's where it just looks perfect for a pop tart right okay. a piece of toast and in there or something speaking of pops it's got the pop up up and down headlights oh i'm sure that and the motors yeah. i'm sure break on those you know mm-hmm. doesn't and it has doesn't have the half ones yes yeah, they're a it, little doesn't, ones. it doesn't cover yeah. them up there's a gap when yep. they're closed yeah and and it has and it talked to you like it would have yep. like the door is a jar like no it's not a jar it's a door that's right wonder if it left him uncovered to do flash to pass that's kind of like a bigger deal oh yeah yeah Yeah. all right so that was me so who's next okay i think i'll go next because i think julian has the the better insight on these but i'm gonna go full cliche here i'm gonna say the 90s zx is my favorite by and large i love Mm -hmm. nate you 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 nailed it with all the retro radness of the of the 80s nissan uh z they're so cool i love them i love the pop-up headlights i love the 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 hard lines i love the 80s-ness of it all but to this day like if i see the 80s if i see the 60s 70s 80s i still like that's cool you know but if if I see like a 1990ZX go by, I turn yep. my head every time I almost hurt my neck because they are freaking sweet. I just love them so much. And it's so weird for me because I'm such an 80s fan, but I just love that 90s feel that Nissan was doing then. And it's just, to me, it's just as cool as the Supra. Oh, every bit. Again, if I had to pick a part of that car that I like the best, I love the front end, you know, but man, that rear end on those cars. Oh yeah. my gosh. I know. That I is a, That it. is iconic. Iconic. Yes. It's like, is it weird that you want to lick the back end of a car? Like, it's just. <laughs> no. I've no, totally done it. <laughs> totally done it many times. Okay, J- Jules, your, your turn. turn. Yeah, you know, um, so here's the thing. I love all of them. And I've, you can't it's say weird, you love like, all of them. I like all of them so much. <laughs> I picked like them all. They followed me around my whole life. <laughs> I picked them all. Move on. To look at them. (laughs) I just, I mean, so when I was uh, high school age, there was a lady that lived in the same kind of complex as us, and she had like a '92, probably in that beautiful, like pearlescent white. Yeah. Had the t-tops and just, and and I gotta tell you, like again, like body and white cars for me, like that's when you know if you've got a really beautiful design or not. If you can look at a car and you know see past the panel gaps and color preferences, and that car just is perfectly designed. It's just a really, really clean, like somebody thought about every little square millimeter of it. And I, I really liked like the, the 350 was actually kind of like a dud for me. I actually, I drove one and I was just came away like wondering why people thought it was a sports car. And then the 370 kind of owns up to it. And Nate, the eighties ones are just, I mean, you know, if there's one outside right now, I'd go get in it and I'd go to like Sonic and just like sit there and like let people look at me. Like that'd be so yes. fun. Right. Cause they would like, it's just such a yes, cool car. Totally. Um, 
mine, if I were putting my money on it and I were going to own one for life, I would go all the way back to the origin. I'd try and find like mm. a 240, yeah. like straight classic with like the seats that have the perforations in them for you to sweat through. Yeah. <laughs> like yep. just 100% analog carburetors, like smells mm. and like oh, maybe yeah. it starts a little rough. And yes. like, I think that that would just be something that I would really enjoy. Yeah. So you're talking about like the seats of the perforations like that's that, that's right those leather seats had those giant holes in them yes <laughs> right right and yeah. you're in yeah. like the steering wheel with like the i don't know if the z actually had that but like i'm thinking like tan everything and yeah. i'm just like yes yeah. give it to me <laughs> and i'm even forgetting too because it's like that's that's a Datsun. that's not even a nissan yes right but, exactly like, when it's you look at these things man gotta get our just... friend randy on here Datsun. <laughs> that's he drives this Datsun altima but man i take a 240 with the headlight covers like 10 days out of 10 oh sure that's awesome i feel like i uh, part another reason why i like the 80s one is because maybe it's like well i don't know if i've been, been exposed to it more but it's like i'm i'm of that i mean i think we all are all of us are i mean we're not that different in our ages but right. like, i just haven't seen or spent a lot of time like e- like reading about or looking at or watching videos of or being around the first the early gen so you know maybe if i actually did you know i'd be like yes this is yeah. the best man and why well, can't i have them all i just that's want a good all. point you know nostalgia yeah. plays like a really big part in why we like stuff you know i had a buddy Definitely. of my dad's who was a professor at scad who had one and he also had like an e-type and a c2 corvette and like he had great driver's cars and this was like one that he had for a long period of time and i was always like oh man edward what a cool car you know and right so then i had like a neighbor across the street who had one which is why i know about like seat perforations and stuff like i just i had a chance to like see it and be you had a lot of cool jealous neighbors, man. you know yeah yeah right there i had <laughs> why, are, why, are, why am i surrounded by I dra- these cool my neighbors people? drive crap man <laughs> <laughs> no offense that's funny we need to move to arkansas nate that's what it is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know the one thing about that first gen of the the datsun, <laughs> the datsun that i loved so much was that when they would take off again very mechanical car um but when they would take off man they would squat and it mm-hmm. just looked so cool mm-hmm. you know that it you know and it's probably a poor design <laughs> you know to do that but maybe it's not because they're real drive you know i don't know but i thought it was so cool when you would see those cars they just dump it and the back end would just squat down and just take off and and like the front end would wiggle and everything and it was like <laughs> i just freaking loved it you know again it could have been a poor design could have been a great design i don't know i never drove one but there's a couple in town and i'd see them you know zipping around i'd see that and i was like gosh dang that's so cool but yeah i like that that first gen mm-hmm. though and it's still it's iconic you look at it and yeah you know you know what they're trying to do there they're competing against yeah. porsche and and everybody in that european line so yeah. and they did a great yeah, job I mean, they, yeah they took all comers at, at a good yep. value at that time and you know looking at that car i draw direct art to the one that they just released too yeah. i mean the yeah. badges in the same play yes. i mean they're they're yeah. See, I never realized how long the hood was. Oh, dude, was. you could put a freaking tablecloth on that in seat six. You know, like it's like an aircraft carrier. <laughs> it Let's is. land a jet on it. It is. I think what's really cool though about about the Z is that even from 1969, like the Fair Lady, all the way up until now, you look at that back end of that Fair Lady, and you can tell it stayed almost the same all the way through. It just got yeah. a little bit more refined, a little bit more technologically advanced, things of that nature but it's always been the same and so like say for example the mustang you know the mustang way back in the 60s had like the three slot mm-hmm. taillights to it and then they went completely awry you know in the 80s and then it was like kind of its own thing through the 90s and stuff and they eventually
actually brought it back the three slots you know in the the late 90s and and so they got really confused and just doing whatever and stuff you know and now they're still doing it you know which is great but but again with with nissan they just kept it all the way through you know and it wasn't even iconic rear end you know but now it is you know they've owned it for so long and i yep. i love that mm-hmm. i love that they did that well i think uh we've bounced around this is almost a pure nissan episode wow <laughs> did you, just do two you show up anyway. to hear about dodge dakotas because <laughs> jokes on you psych. <laughs> Psych. You you like trucks? Well, hey, guess what? (laughs) So let's go ahead and move on to the Dodge Dakota. Shifting gears big time. Shifting gears. That's right. Let's get out. Let's lock those hubs. Let's get in it. So the Dodge Dakota. Dodge Dakota first ever midsize pickup ever to hit the pavement. That's so cool. And it's gone. (laughs) And it's no more. (laughs) Yeah. Should we do a shout out to who who suggested this to us? This was Justin Barry who uh, yeah. suggests that we do the Dodge Dakota. So shout nice. out to Thanks, Justin. Justin. So and this goes to anybody. Like, hey, he suggested it. We're gonna do it. So any uh, listeners, get on Facebook. Tell us what you want to yep. hear, and we're gonna do it. So any car, we will talk about. We will give our insight. We will bash if you want us to. It doesn't matter. But um, but you know us. We love every single vehicle. So we're gonna give it lots of love. And yep. you know, I think. Um, a lot of people are probably thinking, why would you talk about the Dodge Dakota? I'll tell you why. Because it was freaking awesome. That's why. Oh, man. Yeah. Because why the hell not? Because, yeah. That's right, man. Because, <laughs> I okay, me personally, and I think you guys know this, and I've talked about this before, I, I came from a Dodge family. We all owned Dodges for many, many years. My older brother still owns all Dodges. You know, good for him. Um, but, uh, you know, I started off, my dad bought a 93. Dodge Dakota and it was brand new and I thought that thing was tough man it was the only V6 too but it was a two-wheel drive V6 Dodge Dakota and it was the iconic red with the two-tone silver on the sides that Mm -hmm. you always see but they had the coolest wheels on it the interior was like this dark gray it was super you know it was like a hard plush oh my gosh it was so comfortable and uh man I love that truck you know and then my you know going into you know, uh, sorry, I'm like taking over here, but my my older brother he bought a '98 I'm crying, Dodge Dakota. I'm so <laughs> crying. Keep talking, man. So my older brother he bought a brand new '98 Dodge Dakota, and it was the quad cab with the 318 in it, V8. Okay. And that thing was sick. Oh my gosh. Is that the Magnum? Yes, Magnum. Yep, it was a Magnum. And five point two. Yeah, yeah, I think it is 5.2. That's right. Yes. Yep. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking so you can continue. Nope, that's okay. But so again, it's so odd that we never had a lot of brand new cars in our family. We never, you know, ventured into brand new. But for some reason, my dad got a brand new Dakota and so did my brother. Again, my dad's was cool, but my brother's, man, it was so freaking awesome. And it was the the iconic red quad cab Dodge Dakota that you see. This, this truck was so perfect. To this day, I promise you, if I saw another one low mileage like it, I would definitely get one. Because for my height and everything, like I've never seen a truck sit so perfectly that I could just sit inside and come back out without going up or going down inside. It was just so leveled perfectly. The stance on that thing... 
oh my gosh, it was just perfect, man. And I'll, I'll tell you flat out right now, I don't think that we would be where we're at today with quad cabs if it wasn't for the Dakota. I think the Dakota was the first quad cab that came out that actually made it look like it was meant to be and they actually made it look right. They took just enough off of the bed and put just enough on the cab to make it look like it was perfectly done right. And I think ever since then, everybody's been mimicking it in a different fashion. And they were kind of like a, a trail. I mean, they were a trailblazer yeah. because I was reading they, they pretty much created that segment. Yes. That market segment. Yes, it sure did. And now it's like you see a two-door truck and you're like, what? That looks goofy. You know, like it's, we're so used to the four-door pickups now. <laughs> yeah, you're like, now. the seats go all the way to the window in the back. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get well, it. Well, that's what's, that's what's funny. So my dad's 93, so it had the, the what do they call that? Extended cab. And so, mm -hmm. you know, you could technically sit people in the back, but it was just a tiny little seat on both sides, you know, that they would face each other. Yeah. And uh, you couldn't fit an adult back there. There's no way. My little brother would sit back there from time to time, but that was about it. You know, but then when the quad cab came out, you know, like I said, my brother had that 98. Gosh, dang, that, that seating for days. You could put, you know, four or five full-grown adults in that thing, and it sat just fine. But, uh, man. So it was a 98. 98, and that 318, that Magnum motor, that thing was tough, man. It was it was so torquey. He could just, <laughs> it was a 4x4, but um, obviously it could, you know, have it in two-wheel drive. And he just, he would light up those tires, and it would just do, like, these rooster tails of smoke out the back end. I've never seen that before. Usually smoke, like, kind of barrels off the sides. It would just throw smoke off the back, like, rooster tails. It was so cool. But but the sound, the sound of the motor and stuff was incredible. And then we ended up cutting off the, the, the mufflers, and we put some Borla exhaust on it. Holy smokes, that thing was stupid. It sounded so good <laughs> it was delicious sounded delicious but delicious. anyways what, uh, what trim was it do you remember it was like a slt or the was it the magnum was that the was that a trim or no rt it is was what they had. yeah no it wasn't the rt the, the rt was the 5.9 so it okay. would have been the i think it was the slt yeah slt okay sweet. or no it was a sport i think i don't remember i don't remember it was a Maybe truck it was Nate. SLT. god it was a truck get off it was cool that's all i know no um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember what you... I, I think it looked like the Sport, but I don't think it was a Sport. I think it was just a SLT. I don't know. I'd have to ask Jeff, him. Jeff, this asked is before. your mom. Call your brother. Call your brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. About his truck. He's probably screaming at like his device right now, listening to this, like, you dumb... <gasps> and it wasn't even a 98. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, did, I rented that. What are you talking about? <laughs> Well, no, but anyway, the internet's true. Oh, so. man. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Deal with it. But um, anyway, so yeah, I kind of took over with just jumping into my uh, experience with the Dakota. But um, that's a okay. Jeff. That's a okay. Yeah. But I mean, there's some there was some cool stuff with the first gen, you know. And I think Nate was alluding to it. There was actually a sport convertible that was available. Oh yeah. Now that yeah. is, I learned that today. Yeah, but no lie. When I was reading about yeah. it, I was like, "What in the hell?" They had a convertible <laughs> truck, and I'm like, eh, "That's that's pretty like." I mean, it's not for everybody, and I don't know that it'd be for me. I'm, but I'm like, that is just cool that they even did that, like just for the hell of it. I mean, they obviously yeah. didn't make that many, they didn't sell that many, but I'm like, they did it. Yeah. So they I'm took, like, that's, right. that's that's cool. They took the shot. Well, it was a sign of the time. 
you know, I mean, that was a time when, uh, if you remember the the small pickups, Nissans, Toyotas, things of that nature, nature everybody was slamming them down, uh, making them convertibles, putting loud stereos in them, Dayton wheels, things mm. of that nature. And so I think yeah, that the that, whole the whole like mini trucking magazine, mini trucks, yep, mini trucking, yep. Yeah, and so I think that was Dodge's way of saying like, hey, d- you don't need to cut up our truck to do this. It comes stock like that, you know. So I think they were trying to appease to, to people, but it didn't go over very well. <laughs> yeah, they you only know? had it for a couple, two, three years. I think two years, yeah. yeah. Two years. It, that's a narrow yeah. audience, you know what I mean? It is a narrow audience. In the last very, year, very so. I read they made eight of them yeah the very last year. well and the thing Man. is is like they looked they looked really goofy with the top on top off though they looked good you know yeah i mean yeah they, top on is just it's weird this is also kind of like coming off of like the i mean international is a little bit older but like the yeah. bronco at the time was a top off yep. car yep. and yep. they kind of had a few Blazer. things like that that probably mm-hmm. there's probably somebody in marketing who was like or engineering or wherever and they're like well yeah. we'd sell a lot more of these if you had a convertible you know that's then, right <laughs> that's right Oh, yeah, let's see. Let's do it. (laughs) Well, I would be remiss if we didn't bring up the 1989 Shelby Dakota, which is kind of uh, put up there as one of the best, especially for Dodge anyways, one of the best Shelbys that ever came out. Yeah, because it was a powerful, powerful truck. And for that time, it was a 5.2 liter V8. I'm trying to think how much horsepower it had. 230, I think. Yeah, 230, yep. Yeah, I think that's right. Which is pretty solid i mean that's the what the mustang's making around that yeah time. yeah and i doubt the mustang is as light in the rear end as this truck correct yeah and it, it looked cool because on the back end it had like this little triangle fiberglass piece i don't know what it was called but uh it just kind of gave it like a slope to the back it was really cool hmm. um but yeah they only made i think they made 500 of them or no a thousand yeah they made a thousand of them but uh 1500 or 1500 1, yep there you go yep 1500 yeah but they were cool man uh I remember uh, a story. I got. I always got stories with these things. I'm, I apologize, but um, we used to go to the small town north of here uh, called West Point, Nebraska. It's kind of a farm town, not a lot to do, and we used to go cruising the strip, is what they would call it. And uh, but it was the thing to do, man. There was always just bumper to bumper of these cars going about ten blocks long and turn around and ten blocks the other way. And there's just so many rag cars, you know, going up and down about two miles an hour. There's this one guy. He came up one night and he had a Shelby Dakota and. And so he wanted to race my friend who always had the Jeeps, you know, from the dealerships and stuff. And so he's like, yeah, I want to take you for a race in my my Dakota. And so, you know, from a dig, the Jeep would take it no problem, you know, but, uh, you know, because he's just spin the back end because it's just two wheel drive or whatever. But so then he was like, I want to do I want to do a 30 roll and I want to do a 60 roll and all this stuff. And he's like coming up with all these excuses to like, you know, how he could beat this Jeep. So um, <laughs> it was just so funny. But I mean, it was a cool truck. It was super fast and it was it sounded amazing with that with that motor, that 5.2. But um, I just don't think he knew how to drive it. <laughs> It was funny. But that was like the first, I was going to say, that was my first experience ever, like having somebody want to do like a a 30 roll and and stuff like that. I've never heard of that before in my life at the time. I was like, you want to drag race as we're driving and then go? Like, I've never heard of that. You know, so that was my first experience. Did he have to like stick his hand out the window and be like, three? Yeah, that's what it was. No, he didn't honk the horn. He did the the fingers, you know, but now it's like so prevalent. So many people, you know, that's, that's what they do. I mean, I would think any of those like, like the special edition cars, especially, you know, the ones back in the 80s and stuff like those special tuned versions are just always just really cool. Yeah. Always got something really yeah. neat about them. 
Yeah, exactly. Especially for the time, man. It was just cool that somebody like Carol Shelby or Steve Celine or, you know, anybody like that, those of those iconic racers of the time would take their time to pull something out of a line and dedicate, you know, themselves and a group of engineers to come up with something that would be so iconic, you know, still to this day that you still see it. And it's like, wow, that was, that was a really freaking cool car, you know, but uh, it's just really neat how they did that. Anyways, I think we got to kind of talk a little bit more about the generations. Let's get off the stories. I apologize. I just jumped in. I was All like right. so raring to go okay. on these stories and stuff. So, so clearly there's there's only three generations of the Dodge Dakota, which is kind of sad. And it's weird because it actually went from 87 to 2011. Is that right? I think that's when they stopped, right? Mm-hmm. Which is sad. Yep. Is it 25 that 25 years what let's no. do let's do the calculator <laughs> well it said at the bottom okay when i was reading the wikipedia page it said that it went yeah. ran for 25 25 years. years yep 25 years 25 year run i mean technically 87 to 2011 is 24 but we'll give it 25 right well i think maybe they're talking because they because they started it in like 86, 86. or the 87 yeah. year correct yeah yeah exactly yeah production was in 86 late 86 yeah. yep so maybe they still just have a few of those 2011s on lots could be either <laughs> which way <laughs> they're still they're, they're not waiting to be right. bought <laughs> right <laughs> yeah new. um but yeah so well, the first let me show you this 2000 sorry the first generation went from 87 to 96 um it was the same truck they w- they kept changing you know different aspects of it you know added the extended cab the, the front end definitely changed they went from the inset full bulb you know headlights to the halogen you know bulbs um we've discussed that on previous episodes of other vehicles and how they made those changes they also went through the airbag change as well um so their interior changed quite i'm not gonna say drastically but it had many changes you know through through that time but i mean you think about it 87 and 96 i mean that's a long time you know that's just kind of like how the chevy truck was same thing you know going 10 15 years of the same body style before they decided to jump in on something else so but it had a number of motor options in that year which is pretty surprising so they had uh nine different motors it looks like so 2.2 liter four cylinder 3.9 liter 2.5 liter 5.2 liter 3.9 another 3.9 but it went from 125 horse to 180 horse that's a huge jump and then another 5.2 yeah so so it just depends i guess on the year and stuff but but overall it started off with a 2.2 3.9 2.5 and a 5.2 so it sounds like those are the gist of the motors and they just changed you know the efficiencies and the horsepower and torque as they grew older i I should say so you know it really blows my mind that those early cars or not cars they're talking about truck nate yeah those early engines were like i'm looking it's like inline 2.2 liter inline four 97 horsepower yeah right 3.9 liter v6 125 2.5 liter inline four 99 it's like what the heck this is a truck. What the heck? Like, I'm banging doing? my. I'm like, this is a truck. Yeah. Bang, you know. But well, uh, you know, product of the time. It, it is, and it was funny. So, like I said, my dad had a '93, and so it had the 3.9 liter V6, which is 180 horse. And again, at that time, dude, that's a lot of horsepower. You know, yep. and uh, today's standards, it's like way low, you know, but I mean, it's still, it's impressive. 180 horse, it's not get bad. Get up and go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, the Mustangs and stuff when they, you know, in the 80s and stuff, they were 180 horse and that was a V8, five, yeah. five liter, you know, yeah. so it's pretty impressive to get that out of a Magnum V6, you know, but what was shocking though, is my dad's truck, it, it, it was, you had to have it like on a little bit of a dirty pavement to get the back tires to spin over. <laughs> 
So it was clearly not meant for, you know, power to roast the tires or go racing because it was a it was a dog. It was super slow, you know, but it could haul, though. You know, and that's yeah. what they intended to do with it. So, yeah. So, anyway, so that was the first gen. They also had, didn't they have, I think they had a little Red Express version of it, too. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Um, yep, and the Warrior. When was it? And the Yeah, and the Warrior. That's right. And so, like, the little Red Express, I mean, if you guys remember that, that was, uh, that was like, the like the fake panel version, you know, trying to remember what the real truck was. Just a Dodge Ram, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. 70s. Like, way back in the day. Yeah, it had, like, pipes sticking out the back, the stack or whatever and yeah but i thought that the, the little red express uh, they're weird but um you know teach their own I'm, i know that they were pretty hot back in the day i mean that was like the race truck of of trucks you know back in the day so it was cool that they did a nod to that with the dakota but i don't think it was taken on i don't think people took it very good <laughs> i think it's probably like when you and i talk about like the nostalgia that they lose through yeah. generations yeah and probably the people who would have wanted a little red express wagon didn't want a sticker package yeah exactly Yep. You know? yeah, yeah, it's kind of like the Mustang to the Mustang Two or something like that. It's like, yikes! What yeah. did you do? You know, so right. I had never actually heard of the Little Red Express or the Warrior. Oh, okay, uh, I'm sure I'd seen. Like, I'm looking at pictures of the, of the Little Red Express. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I've seen those. Those yeah. are cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I still see those at car shows quite a bit. You know, they're yeah. cool, man. It's very uh, country. You know, it's not something yeah. you see yeah. in suburb or like uh like new york city or something like that it's definitely something you see in in the midwest or something like that you know but again you know it's 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 cool all on its own but um i think moving on to the second generation though that's when the dakota that's my favorite generation yeah that's when they were just like boom let's just hit this puppy out of the park so that gen yeah when i like looking at the front end i'm like oh yeah that you know that reminds me of the durango Uh i remember when those durangos were first out looking at them now i'm like yeah those durangos back then were kind of yeah but like i remember when they were out i was like i need to see them everywhere i'd be like those are so cool i was into them for sure yeah I thought at the time that they were the best looking yeah. SUV on the road. And the Dakotas, yeah. I mean, the front end looks almost identical to it. And I'm like, yeah, it was the same thing is the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And they were, they were built the same years. So I can't remember which came first. If it was the Dakota or the Durango this time around, I think the Durango begat the Dakota. Yeah. But they're, but yeah, they're the same platform. So yeah, sure. Okay. Exactly. Now, yeah, that's definitely the best one. I'm, I'm with you guys. On it's that. also like that generation that I remember the Dodge Viper having yes. this same kind of fascia. Yep. Same and time. probably oh, there's yeah. a lot of like nostalgia rolled up into that design language True. because of that too. Even, I mean, yeah, Dodge was like, they were killing it. They were. Yeah. That was a great. They were at the top time. of their game. They were at the top of their game yeah. then, because that was also yeah. at the same time when the Dodge Ram came back or came out mm. with the bubbly design too, and it just mm-hmm. like destroyed everybody. Like Chevy, Ford, every, well, probably not Ford. I mean, Ford's been like number one forever, but but I mean, Dodge, the full size truck, the full size Ram was kind of looked at as kind of like it's it's a work truck, you know. And also then when, ran, yeah. right. And then when they came out with the bubbly version of the Ram, it took. I mean, I remember seeing it on billboards everywhere, and everybody was like what it looked like a semi you know because it had like the mm-hmm. the headlights were down here and the hood was way up high and stuff i mean it was featured in the movie twister with bill baxton yes. rip yeah rip exactly but um but yeah at that time man dodge was just killing it they had the viper they're crushing it with they had the obviously the dakota the durango the ram was huge you know um they were even like the spirit was really big like the spirit rt um yeah they just had a, a lot of cool cars at the, time. the dodge stealth i mean i'd be remiss not to mention yeah. Stealth, you know. Yeah. Super, oh. super cool. But we'll um talk about Mitsubishi later. Yes, we will. 
Yep. <laughs> was that a so was that gen of the Ram? Was that the one that they stuffed the Viper engine into? Yes, they did a V10 version of the Ram. So mm-hmm. and that was a um, Ram RT, right? Yeah, RT10. Yes. I tell you what, since we were talking a little bit about the Durango, have you guys seen SRT10? Yes, SRT10. Have you guys seen the Dodge Shelby Durango? You want to talk about a sexy look? Google that puppy. That was when racing stripes were freaking everywhere. And it wasn't like they were coming out with racing stripes. It was like people were putting racing stripes on everything at the time. And again, I, I loved how Dodge was like taking notice of what the trends were that people were doing as far as like mm-hmm. an aftermarket level and they were like let's just do this to this Dakota or to this Durango and so uh, they, oh that yes that's the era of that blue color yes. that they put on like the Viper the Viper is the same color this Durango and they had those two stripes oh my yep. god yes isn't that cool though yes. I just I love that how it's got all those different grills unlike the Nissan <laughs> that we're just talking about it's got like six grills in the front and it's just fun just yeah. to see that stripe go all the way up through all that and then it's got like the nozzle hood on the front on the top and everything and that that stripe just goes all the way around to the back too that thing is awesome yep now is that extra little like lip bumper grill is that for like a intercooler you know what is that i honestly don't know i don't know a lot about this vehicle which is odd because i'm a huge shelby fan but i don't know i gotta look that up 360 horse v8 supercharged it's supercharged yeah Man, yeah. we, you know, we should do a whole episode on like these really cool, like not like not what you would think of immediately when you're like performance stuff, but like you know the right. Durango, uh, you know Shelby, the Shelby uh, Dakota stuff, like the GM like Cyclone, and just that would be a that would be a cool. Yeah, episode. that would be a good episode. That Put would a be pin a lot in of fun. that. Put a pin in that. Let's do that. Yeah, man. I I don't. Yeah, I don't know a lot about that. All I know is like in the town that I grew up in, there was one guy. He owned the uh, the only Chinese restaurant in town, and he actually had one of these. And uh, he had one of these, and he had a Viper. And it was funny because like he the license plates were all eights. Just eight 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 on on the license plates, which was kind of funny. So you knew it was him. <laughs> but I think that something about the number eight is lucky for Chinese people. But anyways, second generation Dodge Dakota. Definitely, definitely lucky for that guy. Definitely yeah. lucky for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Got himself a Viper and a Shelby yeah. Durango. Dude, well that's the thing. When you own the monopoly of the only Chinese restaurant in a town the size of thirty thousand people, you're gonna be doing pretty good. And I tell you, you what, go. dude, yeah. yeah, that food was great. It was called Happy yeah. Inn, and it. It was super good. Anybody from Fremont, there? they know. Unfortunately, they closed, but um, not, oh, not too man. long ago. But gosh, dang, they were good. I can taste their sweet and sour pork right now. Still good. But um, anyways, I digress. So second generation Dodge Dakota, 1997, 2004. Again, um, 2.5 liter, 3.9 liter, 5.2. And then the introduction of the 5.9 Magnum V8 that they stuck into the RT. That thing okay, so- was sweet. Wheat. Guys, would you consider me a truck guy? Yes. No. <laughs> I consider you an every, everything guy, Julian. You... Jeff, you're not making my case for me. But <laughs> when I was in college and the 5.9 RT came out, yeah. I made a trip to the dealership to see it. 
Nice. Just, like, I mean, that's I've never done that for a truck prior. Dude, I don't see you doing that, that at all. Since. <laughs> yeah, no. And, Especially an you know, American vehicle. Kinda, I mean, it was a little bit in like the tuner import trucking yeah. era. And, mm. you know, I had a buddy who had an S10 Extreme and mm-hmm. whatever. And I was back in the day, I'd read a lot more magazines because that's what existed. What you did. And yep. man, I mean, I just I thought to myself, this is a really good mashup here you know putting the basically the biggest thing that would fit in this truck yeah you know just so cool it was like the all red with the body mat like everything was color matched you know just yeah i mean it looked like a huge hot wheels yes it did and i love the stance on it it was just they lowered it had those big old fat tires on it oh gosh dang that thing was cool yeah because then they had the durango rt version as well i again super cool man super cool yeah so then they moved on (laughs) from something that was so hot doing so well that's the end and they moved on yeah and that's it Yeah, we're going to stop there. Yeah, so then they move on to the third generation Dakota and screwed it all up. (laughs) So they screwed it up so bad that Dodge killed it. They shot it right in the face, and they're like, we're done with the Dakota. It's so sad that they just completely pulled that, you know. I mean, it was so iconic for so long, and then just you you swing and a miss, and then you just put the bat down. And it's... (laughs) Amazing how little it took, too, because right. like looking at the third gen overall, the only thing that's really derpy on this truck is like the front six or 12 inches. Yeah. The rest of it is actually just a truck and it's people will buy just a truck. So bad. You know? Yeah. But and they did it to from, every yeah. model. Yes, they <sighs> sure did. They sure did. It's so gross. Yep. We could probably go back and look at their stock prices oh, and yeah. like watch these models kill them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, guaranteed. Ugh, like the Durango of that gen, terrible. Ugh, it is so bad. Terrible. So bad. And I think, wasn't that the same years that they so came out with different. the Aspen, the Chrysler yes, Aspen? Yes, I was just thinking the Chrysler yeah. Aspen. It's just, it's cool. I mean, everything, like like you say, like the, the rest of the vehicle, I mean, or well, I, I don't know yep. go that far on the Aspen. But like the inside is cool. I mean, it's just, it's a cool vehicle. It wasn't what it does, bad, but, though. I would have bought an but Aspen. But it's ugly. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know what they were doing, man. Yeah. It's like, it's like Dodge is like, you know what? We've been doing too good for too long. It's time just to hang this up for a bit. <laughs> they they had I mean obviously they had I bet you they got poached for designers and stuff like that and you know and then they're just like okay uh Jerry you come in here now okay you know <laughs> I'm looking oh. at, so it says the designers Cliff Cliff Wilkins wherever the hell you are you need to tell Cliff us what happened Wilkins. <laughs> What a name I'm sorry Cliff Cliff if you're listening I'm not making fun of your name I'm just saying that is like so <laughs> cliche to what we were just talking about happening it's like cliff has never designed a vehicle before in his life we pulled him off the assembly line and we brought him in here because hey he's cheap <laughs> and now sales have fallen off a cliff sorry cliff if you're out there we love you like or follow us or whatever you do in your free time which is hopefully not designing trucks cliff, anymore please oh my gosh Oh my gosh. Maybe he I don't maybe he learned from it. I don't know. <laughs> he probably did. And that was the last time he ever designed a vehicle cuz he just got shot in the face by everybody. So like we you know we've talked about designers and you you um you mentioned, you know, poaching mm-hmm. designers cuz so yeah. we were talking about that I was starting to look I'm like okay, okay, who designed the previous gen? It was Dennis Miles and then I'm trying to look for who did 
the okay. first one, but I don't see a name on the Wikipedia page. So, and, and there's also, I mean, I think there's always like a churn, you know, yeah. when you, in these things too. Like um, BMW had Chris Bangle uh, for a while, who was pretty controversial. Uh, but like under him was Heinrich Fisker, who is like, I mean, both of them are legendary, but like Heinrich Fisker did the Z8 and did like some beautiful Aston Martins and he had like his own car company, Fisker. And, um, and you know, they just move on, you know, people yeah. move on and they find these other things to yep. do because they're good and other people want them. Right. And then, you know, you get like the guys who are left in a sense, you know, <laughs> kind of fighting through the corporate hierarchy and like whoever, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. yeah. But it's like, you know, it's like, obviously, you know, there's, it's more than just the one guy, I'm sure, you know, the right. committees and meetings Absol- and decisions uh, yeah. are made and yeah, it's, budgets are probably cut or budgets 10, are... 10,000 people making yeah. decisions. Right. Yeah. But it's like, and that's it's like, I'm, go ahead, Nate. Well, I was just gonna say, like, just mulling over. We were talking about the designers, and you know, you're talking about the churn, and it's like, and they move on. It's like, it's really, it's so interesting to think about how, like, this is, it's they're not just making something to move people and stuff around. It's like they're all, they also have making a creative it's a creative effort you know it's like it's it's a, it's like a piece of art right i mean right. i don't know if you know you know if you want to say like this truck's piece of art but it's like it's something they made it's something they created they they had a vision whatever it was they they saw it you know it got saw through to production and you know but see now it's, but see you're talking you're talking to the point that that you're nailing it okay but the thing is is like with that art i don't know what it is but for some reason i don't know if it's like this freaking roulette table or something that these some of these manufacturers just take turns of just saying this is the this is the generation that we're gonna suck at this type of a vehicle for a bit we'll go ahead and be the ones that fall (laughs) on that sword you know, because like, honestly speaking, if you think of this generation from 05 to 2011, I don't know what was going on then. I don't know because we weren't in a gas crisis, were we? Or something like that. Because if you think about it, think of like the Ford Whoa. Taurus in that time. Think about like the the Ford 500 and stuff like that that they were coming out with. Every, I mean, didn't they have like a, what was that janky Ford like station wagon that they came out with at the same time too? It looked kind of like the Explorer, but it was like a car. Oh, you remember yeah. what I'm talking about? Oh my gosh! I'm was gonna... it an E name? Was it like something? I don't remember. But we, we were talking about the Z. We're talking or not right. Z, not Z. The Nissan. So, mm-hmm. Sorry, not Z. The like the Maxima. The Maximas yes. of that era. Yeah. Like what? The, they were Nissan was deep in the bathtub, like half circle WTS yes. thing with the Altima and the Maxima. Yeah, I don't know what was going on, but it everything just came out just like these hard lined, plain, no <sighs> sex really, appeal. Just I really cheap. think it was AutoCAD. You know that drawing because I mean think about. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Jeff, you've worked in that technology. So you understand basically like when it got to a point when you could probably do this effectively and translate it into the production process, right? And that was probably like for normal humans, 2000, but for car companies, they're probably eight, 10 years ahead of that. So the stuff that's coming out is like kind of a result of these, like the need to draw an arc (laughs) because because you don't have a guy like taking a a sponge to clay. That's true. So you got like, Pete drawing, hmm. you know, zero comma two comma one space. Julian, I you think know. you're right. That's probably you're. You're. I think you're exactly right. It makes make sense yeah. having a, a designer by the name of Cliff. <laughs> 
I was just a cab drafter. <laughs> they pulled me in over lunch and said, draw a truck. <laughs> and then uh, they said I was designing the, Dur- the Dakota. <laughs> That's right. I mean, but it makes a lot of sense if you think about it, because it went from like super curvy designs from the second gen, yeah. which was a super sexy. I love that that yeah. that style. It was so neat. And then it went yeah. to like a really generic hard line, um, like something you would see that was drawn on a computer. I mean, it's almost like Tron, like the first Tron movie, you know, just like, right. little, you know, yep. yeah, that's a good point, Julian. I bet you you're right. I bet that's what it was. I want to say like Chevy had, they had, and this is, this is also the time of like the really God awful, like gray plastic, like fenders and like the, gosh, I'm thinking like the, the Chevy avalanche mm-hmm. or like, yeah, sure. Whatever or like they're like Vahicross small, like or equinoxes uh, yeah. cross or, country. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't make stuff body color. I mean, um, uh-uh. right. I, you know, yeah. I don't know if that's part of the same thing, but it's just like, you, you know, you're right, Jeff. I mean, there's just a whole time period just kind of sucked for yeah i mean even if you vehicles. think of, no. think of like the even the hot cars back then like the mustang and stuff you know that was it was bad, it has bad years man straight lines straight a lines, lot of straight lines super plain yeah i think julian i think you nailed it ding 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 ding. i mean yeah they pulled the humanity out of them right i mean they yeah. just yeah yeah so hey i've been looking into cliff a little bit okay okay all right because I, I feel bad let's uncover cliff and I just want to I just want to mention that he has redeemed himself in my eyes because he also okay. did the 07 Wrangler. Oh, which was also which hard we line. all know <laughs> is I do straight basically lines. awesome. Yeah, it is, dude. Again, again, yes. Cliff's got the Cliff has the straight lines down. That's right. He this does. is like Cliff at his finest. It even yeah. has like the plastic side cladding, like you're talking about, and the, yeah, you know, all the super rectilinear. It's like they got this yeah. new program, and they're like, we gotta we gotta use it. We got to justify spending so much money on these licenses. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That's so funny. Well, I think that's kind of the point, though, is um, we've made on other, like, especially the the Wrangler episode is I think that there's Mm -hmm. vehicles that they look better with the hard lines, right? But then there's some vehicles it's like, but I mean, you can go overboard, too. I mean, to me, the new Supra, way overboard with the curves, way overboard. Like, stop for a second. Okay, hold on. Okay, hard lines look good. Okay, tell me what, guys, what you think. I like this this vehicle that I'm about to say with the hard lines and I know that it's, some people don't so tell me what you think 2010 Dodge Dakota <laughs> no the <laughs> the Jeep Liberty slash Dodge Nitro mm. when they went really square like, yes like really okay. square yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I know that people are like oh the Liberty's not a real Jeep that's like a girl's Jeep you know but like yeah, I've always kind of liked those and the nitros. I'm like, I know mm-hmm. that they really went overboard with that. And they're like, it's like, bro, this is a, this is a truck, yeah. man. This is a whatever, you know. But I'm like, I like kind of like it. And those are very yeah. straight line. Yep. You know, very squarey vehicles. Yep. I'm I, me personally. I'm not a huge fan of the Liberty. I I see. You know, I get it. To me, being a Jeep guy myself for many years and stuff. To me, I think it was uh, here's for the college girl. You know, like that's what I kind of got. So sorry. So I apologize, Nate. For... Oh, that's all right. <laughs> but um, with I the can Dodge, take it. but but I'm with you with the Dodge Nitro. 
I thought those Dodge Nitros are pretty cool, man. It, it's just unfortunate that they're just junk, though. They just build them like crap, you know? But I thought mm -hmm. that they, I think they had a version where they had like 18 or 20 inch wheels or something like that. And it, it they were very fit. flashy. Yes, it like, fit yeah, very literally nice. Literally flashy. Yep. And they were built to a price point for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yep, for yeah. sure. But yeah, like like you were saying, some of those cars with the hard lines, it worked. I will say from... I mean, I'd take a DeLorean all day, yeah. right? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'm going to say also like 2004 to... I forget what year it stopped or whatever. The F-150 in that era was awesome. I loved that. When they went from the curvy version, if you remember the curvy version F-150s mm -hmm. where it had like the weird like kind of yeah. teardrop front end headlights and stuff to the squared mm -hmm. hard line like... And they've kind of stuck to that ever since then because it did so well for them in that era. I I had an 04 F-150 and I freaking loved it. It had hard lines everywhere. The interior was all hard lines and everything, but they did it right. But again, like that was about the only thing that Ford actually did right in that era because the Taurus was garbage. The Mustang was garbage. There's just so many vehicles. Yeah, explorers that, were like catching on fire and blowing up and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yep. Exploders. Yep, for sure. Uh, and then, yeah, like right after that is kind of when they get their act together. And is that really, uh, who was it that they had that took over in that era? Do you guys remember there was an engineer from Boeing or Lockheed, uh, Mulally, is that right? Who came across? Yeah, I think that sounds right. You're talking about like a Chrysler, Dodge Chrysler designer? No, so there's a guy named Alan Mulally who um, at some point was like the CEO of Boeing. And then he got brought into Ford and like, let me find a year for you. For you. Yeah, Boeing. Okay, Boeing, then Ford. Yeah, and so I think he came on like kind of around the auto crisis, basically as like a, or like just before. And he's kind of the reason that Ford didn't need to bail out and they started making amazing stuff, wow. in my opinion. Six is what it looks like. You know, they basically like put an engineer in charge. Oh, sure. And so they just like top down had this engineering concept of like making good products again. And I think that's really like why the Mustang is good now. Like that was the turning point between them sort of like recycling the 80s Mustang into new Mustangs over and over, which is literally what they did with the SN95 and like not too far off from what they did in the uh, like 04 era, the bullet era. But I think that's why they were just so good right then. Um, they just put this genius in charge. That's so cool to think about what drives these decisions and like what happens like years in advance. It sets the groundwork for stuff for greatness to come, you know? Yeah. I need to read some books on, on that stuff because like legendary car designers and executives that, you know, when and where and how were these decisions made for the iconic vehicles that everybody loves or the ones that people hate. Absolutely. You know, like who was Cliff's boss? You know, like what yeah. are the circumstances surrounding Cliff being in charge of the Wrangler, which is like an enormous success, and then probably just being told to facelift this other truck, you know? Right. And, you know, it, it'd be interesting to hear like the backroom chat of how kind of like all of that shook out because there probably were decisions that, you know, just are sort of dictated from the top down. Right. And then you just have to do it. Yeah. Maybe Cliff was given like very stringent, strict parameters that he had to work within and oh yeah, sure you know he, had, he did the best with what he had i don't you know yeah exactly well and like you said i mean it's if you think about julian again i think you really nailed it but i think you think of the technology at the time and and obviously autocad's been around for a long time i mean they've been using it for buildings and such you know but that was probably the same time that they were like hey look we can use this for cars and it can do 3d rendering and stuff like that very generically but it'll do it and so they're like oh this will save us a ton of time and we can finally get rid of harry in the back who's 
81 right. years old molding clay and you know it's like we can get rid of that guy yeah and, you know and you marry that to rapid prototyping amen and that's probably what it was you know but so. do they still do they still do the clay modeling like i've seen like for a while like on instagram i followed uh, ralph Ralph Gilles? Yeah, okay. Ralph, Ralph Gilles. Gilles, okay. Yeah. I, I'm probably wrong. We're both wrong. But like, he was... <laughs> we'll just call him Ralph. He was with Chrysler, Dodge Chrysler, yeah, man. Fiat Chrysler. Yeah, he's, he's great. And uh, like, he would show some pictures from like design school, like recent and like, you know, new students and they were, you know, shaping and making models in clay. So like, I mean, how does that... It'd be interesting to find out like how much does that still play into the design and like how much of it is, you know, how much of it is hands-on, how right. much of it is on the computer, how much right. of it, you know... I think it personally probably goes by preference at that point. I think that there's some iconic people such as, you know, Ralph and, you know, there's got to be more in the game. I'm not, I don't know a lot of these people's names, but they're probably old school. They're 65-ish years old. This is the way they've always done it. You're not going to teach an old dog new tricks kind of thing. But they have a certain finesse, you know, when it comes to clay modeling and everything. And, and it's such a, a key design, you know, brain that they just don't want to, say hey here's a computer and figure this out you know um but i think that there's this generation of our age you know that are getting into it and they're car enthusiasts mm -hmm. but they also are tech enthusiasts and they understand yeah. you know different now now it's just not autocad now it's autodesk Mudbox right. or you know other yeah. different you know yeah. uh design elements and stuff you know that they can use with the computer that that they're able to do stuff that they never were able to do before and i think like yeah. this is a weird analogy but look at ikea i mean ikea is like purely furniture designed from a computer you know and it's it's not done by hand anymore it's let's let's figure out how we can fit furniture in a box but then also have it be built into something you know structurally good but no i think uh again it just comes down to the the medium of what their the era is of the designer you know and i think yeah. that we you know 10 sure. 10 years from now we're gonna see kids that are 25 now being 35 and they're gonna start designing stuff and it's gonna be totally out there you know so okay so i'm thinking like so what if no i'm not a designer obviously <laughs> um what if so someone is like okay they're designing a car and they what if they have this like flash this idea and they're like would it be faster for them to just slap down a piece of clay and just be like you know cut some of like this is what i want i want to get my hands on it and okay i made this mm -hmm. would right. it be faster for them to do that or would it be faster for them to like to click around in autocad oh man i would imagine it's got to be person to person but yeah. i don't think that most people uh like just for efficiency's sake like i see a lot of people still sketch and they do have clay but what i've seen the clay lately be is like a cnc router right. that's going and running across the clay surface yeah and so it's i think that they're it's it's like all art right art and technology are basically bedfellows and so whatever the current technology is is probably what they're pushing in their like normal workflow because that's the most efficient way to get something out of your mind and like into full production. Yeah, so that's what that's what I'm thinking. Like, if they have this flash, this creative yeah. moment, and they're like, they want to get it down somewhere, mm -hmm. are they going to use, yeah, are they going to sketch it on paper? Are they going to put it in clay? Are they going to do it yeah. in AutoCAD? And like you said, it's right. a preference. And Jeff, you said that too. It honestly, it doesn't, it may not even matter. Like, you could 3D scan something if you hand plate it. I mean, it might yeah. be that all these are... Well, the one thing about um, using the 
computer, though, is you know that without a shadow of a doubt, everything will be perfectly symmetrical. You know, whereas, mm. you know, you're doing it uh-huh. by hand and stuff, you're you're hoping, you're measuring and all this other stuff that it's going to be going to be the same. But, you know, within like, say, Autodesk Mudbox, it's using the exact same concepts, the same tools and everything that you would use by hand. And you're actually using clay, but it's just digital clay and it works the exact same way, you know. And uh, but but the cool thing is you can say, OK, now I've done this portion. I want to copy and paste it, mirror it, you know, yeah. do this, do yeah, that. Yeah. It makes it so much easier. So but I, I really think that just with the technology, obviously, I mean, if we look look at the vehicles today, it's they're able to do so much more with the design. Sometimes it's a little bit too much, but I think um, it is pretty cool to see what they're doing. But I, gosh dang, Julian, I know I've said it like six times, but I think you really nailed it. I think that's what it is. Yeah, Everything went I mean, janky because they were just using yeah, the technology. They jumped from one medium to the next and went in too and, early. You know, yeah, they. I mean, there was a long time in the '80s when they probably toyed with it, but I think, yeah, I think probably rapid prototyping is when they made that real transition yeah probably yeah in the 80s that's when they were coming out with the elon musk truck right (laughs) right yeah i did this in 3d world my my kid did it we should um it's just is really fascinating to me thinking about like everything that goes into the design decisions and and the Mm -hmm. whole you know what domino falls to get you from a point and then you know 15 years later you have this iconic car or truck right. or whatever so i'm like i'm like man there's kind of i'm sure there's books you know that that i don't know if you guys have recommendations on books I, i'm trying i'm trying to read more this year i've been i've been good for you nate i failed in my book i had a goal i was really on a roll at the end of last year i'm like i'm gonna read a bunch of books and then i read like two at the beginning of this year and then i basically stopped you know what that's one more than i read so <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, it, okay, I take that back. I read two books, but one of them is a book that I've read like five or six times already, so it doesn't really count. Right. So one. But like, I just need to read some more books on, on the auto industry and like the design process just because it's just such a fascinating thing. And I'm not a design guy. Like Julian, you, that's why that's why I love it when you come in and tell us this stuff about, you know, what's behind that weird curve and what's behind that line on the car. You know, what were, what possibly, what were these people thinking when they did that? Props, man. Yeah, I'm just guessing. You know, but <laughs> I look at a lot of cars, you know, and I've always been, you know, probably before I thought even about cars being motivated by engines, I just have always liked the look of it, like the like the sex appeal of a Jaguar E-Type or the old Datsuns, you know, they're just mm-hmm. a real sculptural uh, quality to to them, yeah. you know, and yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I've done a bunch of reading, but it's always kind of been magazine stuff. And so, you know, I couldn't tell you like a, a book necessarily, but, sure. um, you know, I've always really liked uh, Kevin Cameron. He's more of a motorcycle guy, but okay. Okay. Um, super, super smart. That's actually a book I was reading last night. There's a book called Classic Motorcycle Race Engines, Expert Technical Analysis of the World's Greatest Power Units. And it's kind of neat because in that you're getting the backstory, you're getting the development story, you know, from a technical standpoint, like, well, the engine got bigger, they moved the pistons, blah, blah, blah. But you're also getting like, well, this is the guy, like in Ducati's uh, case, Teglioni, basically, you know, there's a guy, you know, at Ducati for 30 million years. Right. Who's 
was in charge of things, you know, and his own experiences even kind of like colored whether or not R&D projects would get greenlit or, you know, like when they moved from a two valve to a four valve head, he was really um, skeptical because he had done tests earlier in a certain way that had gone, gone really poorly. And so like he had this like colored experience. And so like they also like drag him into and convince him of it, you know, and right. Um, so there's like, yeah, there's always, there's always a backstory. Yeah. There's always some reason that things happen and there's almost always a real like key player, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes it's a designer or an engineer or, you know, like in Ferrari's case, they had Enzo, you know, right, just yeah. running the ship. Yeah, you know? exactly. And that's another good case where like, yeah. You, you know why those cars are what they are. You've got this guy with this singular obsession yeah. driving the whole thing. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. And, then, and again, all these engineers, they're also artists as well. And they, if they weren't, they wouldn't be able to come up with what they have. And so even within yeah. the art world and stuff, like say this is a way off on a tangent. Welcome to the Dodge Dakota episode, guys. <laughs> but, we are um, way off on a tangent, just like the Dodge Dakota. <laughs> just like the Dodge Dakota. Um, we really don't want to talk about the third gen, do we? <laughs> <laughs> but no, what I was going to say is, it's like in the artist world, like think of like comic books, for example, there's a number of comic book artists that are out there um, and they jump from, you know, platform to platform. And, uh, you know, like one famous guy named Alex Milne, uh, he's an artist who's, you know, drawn for IDW for a number of years. He's huge in the Transformers comic books. And, uh, you know, he, he was a big fan of, of, you know transformers growing up and stuff he never really saw himself drawing for transformers but um he was doodling with them through the years and whatnot and he was in school and and uh, somebody saw his work you know that he was able to do hard lines very well and so they brought him on over to idw just to do backgrounds and so they wanted him to do buildings and things of that nature and and then uh just as this time there they started seeing that hey you know i might actually have some more talent and stuff and then you know they got thrown into it so now he's like huge in the transformers world and he didn't ask for it you know (laughs) it's like he would rather do this or rather do that or something like that but this is the the line that he's most well known and so he's just like well i'll just ride it out until somebody plucks me and pulls me into something else you know so but yeah i think that's kind of i think you're right i think it's you know we saw with hyundai these guys just get plucked out of something that they're doing really really good and hey you know come over to our place and we'll give you a better salary and stuff it's like well okay why not you know we'll see what we can do so but um um, yeah, Dodge Dakota. <laughs> Dodge Dakota. You know, that's isn't that how like careers go? Man? Yeah, it's just it is. Like, yep. You're like, you know, I'm going to do this. I mean, obviously there's people that are very driven and they just like, I'm going to do this and they do it and they're successful and they love it and they're awesome. You know, but people just, they, they have, their life happens to them. And it's like, okay, yeah. they set out mm-hmm. to do this thing and then turns out, hey, they're pretty good at this. And somebody notices and then they're like, hey, you want to do this? Like, sure. Yeah. And it's like, you know, eh, you know, it's like, you know, whatever. It's not like my passion necessarily, but it's like, hey, it's what I'm I'm good at and known for, and, you know, whatever. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. A lot, you know. Yeah. But, but kudos tangent. to people in that situation, though, that I mean, that's what everybody kind of wants. Right. You want to be known for yeah. something and, and be sought after, you know. And so I think that's that's highly important. And so for people that are in those situations, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. And also, it's like if you're really great at something that's not your passion, then it, like that's almost better because it's like, you know, that you can be successful and support yourself and your family. Yeah. By doing this thing that you're really good at, but and then you could pursue your passion on the side, right? You know, and it's not work. So yeah. you know. Anyway, Dodge Dakota. Anyway. Jeez, <laughs> man, we have gone 
everywhere in the Dodge we're getting, Dakota. Like, philosophical. I think I think we're in the right spot. Dodge Dakota is totally the truck you get if you need to do a little bit of truck stuff on the side. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's Julian, not a full size truck. It's not like a little truck. And it can take you anywhere, just like what we did in yeah. this episode. <laughs> you can right. haul a boat. You can get the lumber. That's right. You can go. You can go topless. You know. Get some mulch. Yeah. Go do some burnies. Do some burnies. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Perfect day. Dodge Dakota. Perfect day. Well, and I was telling in our chat earlier today. You know, I was saying true to our formula. You know, we we research. We talk about a car or a vehicle, a truck. You know, and I'm like, shoot, now I want one. Yeah. So it's like I want a Dakota now. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks. What was our fan? What was our fan's name? Jared. Justin Barry. Justin. Thanks, Justin. Jeez. Thanks, Justin. Now I want a Dakota. Yep. Here we go. I want a Dakota too. That's right. I'm sure. I was, was going to say, I'm sure my brother's probably pecking to go get another one, but he actually just got a brand new Dodge Ram. Or I don't think it's brand new. It's brand new to him, but uh, he got a pretty slick yeah. Ram the other day. So Nice. I hear that's one of the reasons Dakota is not around anymore. Basically, you know, price was so close to Ram. Yeah. You know? And I see it. You know, there's yep. not like a dramatic change in the amount of materials yeah. or anything. Well, if you think about it, there's not a lot of midsize trucks anymore. I mean, it's there's like not. they yeah. just got rid what of it. What else is there? There's the Chevy Colorado, right? Chevy Colorado, the Nissan Frontier, I think is still around, right? The and Ranger? then the Ford Ranger is coming back. Ford Ranger is back. I guess that's not. I mean, I guess it's probably mid-sized now. Yeah. Like, that's the, it's still pretty it big. It's small, yeah. You look at that, but you look at that Ford Ranger now and you compare it to, like, say, a 95, 95 yeah. Z71 or something like that, and they're almost the same size. Yeah. I saw an article about that the other day. They're talking about, like, I actually even think Donut Media did a, a video about it. I haven't watched it yet, but they're talking about, like, how much bigger the cars are getting today. And they're like, is it going uh-huh. to ever stop? You know, like, you look at a full size truck now compared to a full size truck back in the day. I mean, dead serious. Think about it. Okay, you remember the eight, like a '84 Ford Ranger was actually a full size mm-hmm. truck. Okay, you take that up against uh, F one fifty today, like a platinum F one fifty. Dude, you could drive yeah. over that thing with that you stock F one fifty. Park one in the bed of the other. Yes, basically, they're so different. Like the sizes yeah. of them. And I, I'm willing to bet you again, coming back full circle. I'm willing to bet you that that's Dodge's fault. When that Dodge Ram came out, man, it was big. And it was like the I, first time it was that big. You know, I remember the first time I rode it. It's probably one. just like also a little bit of just like pissing contest stuff. Yeah. Totally. You know, I mean, they always have to have higher towing capacity. So they got to have a bigger truck to pull it and they got to have this. And it's it's like uh, it's like horsepower wars, but with like pulling yeah. things. Yeah. And it's. Yeah. It, what is it now? Like like uh, tailgate wars? Like who can have the <laughs> dude? Yeah. Hoity toityest tailgate. <laughs> the like Swiss well, Army has tailgate. A ladder. Yeah, it's like the tailgate. The tailgate from when I was a kid was just like open, close. You know, <laughs> that was it. You know, I can sometimes set my it would open by it. itself. Right. Sometimes it might just be a net. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, oh, that's right. That was a big thing. <laughs> or for a two, bars. Yep. They have the two, two bar bars. Yeah, the two bars. That's right. Yeah. But now it's like, look, it automatically folds down, and then it turns into steps now, and you can actually put beer inside, and it's a cooler, and it's got stereo yeah. speakers, and it's <laughs> four you know, car seats. It's, you can do RC car cars seats. in it. You know, it's it's got all sorts of stuff. You know, yeah, it's you can cut lines of coke. It's you know. <laughs> Oh, it's got a Nintendo. Oh, it's got a Nintendo. But yeah, now it's a tweaker's dream. Right. But they yeah. do they do some cool engineering with those things. But again, I think that's one of those things where the computer is like kind of taking over 
you know, the design yeah. and stuff. But which, you know, not terrible. No, but... not terrible. Not terrible. Yeah. You were talking about the, you know, Donut Media was saying, you know, I was like, is it ever going to stop? And they like, keep getting bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, we we finally gotten our at least two thirds of us have gotten our uh, car and driver magazine finally. Uh, you know, they're, they have some questions in there, like, is it ever going to stop? Like, are zero sixty speeds, or they're just going to keep getting faster, and they're going to keep adding gears to the car, and it's just like, yep. is it ever going to stop? It's just going to get more and more complicated and more and more powerful and bigger, and, you know, it's like, maybe a car, maybe a company should just make, like, just go back to the old days. Now, it was, is it like, is Lotus, like, are they kind of known for just making like real like yeah i don't know heart and soul just like get to the the root of the crux of the driving experience or even yeah. like yeah the Mazda they pretty well yeah that'd be those are both pretty good examples of just like let, give me the least material to give me the most feelings yeah good way like there's not an actual like door handle it's just like a strap that you pull the door shut with and like yeah, you just like think hard about it and it opens or something yeah <laughs> yeah, <it's> a, yeah. <laughs> Like, I mean, should, man, so much doors like do like if you close them too yeah. hard, is it just so lightweight? Yep. Do retro, like retro trucks. I've always wanted them to do like a remake of a bunch of these cars. Like I'd love for the, like if BMW could remake E30s right now. Oh man. You know, they would just be minting Jeez. money. Amen. I just hear do you. it. Just, just for the hell of it. Just start doing stuff like that. Yeah. Well, right? I, okay, dude, guys. We're, we're going to make our we're own gonna, car company. We're, yeah, let's do it. But I, <laughs> I, I promise you right now, I promise you, mark my words, we are going to see that. Give it three to five years and we're going to see a resurgence because the Ford mm-hmm. Bronco, the Nissan 400. Sure. It's already happening. That's what I'm saying. We're seeing little yeah. tidbits of it explode and just like you know marvel and all these other superhero movies and everybody has to start coming out with superhero movies and everything it's something that turns into a fad like that it's going to be pop- popping off so i mark my words i guarantee you that we're just starting to see this the beginning of it and we should have are... like predict sorry uh, predictions mm. like we should like prognosticate or do like the johnny carson thing where like the, that's right <laughs> mm, what will be the next retro with awesome car that comes yep. out yep all right, yeah, let's go around the room. Jeff? Oh, gosh. Ooh. What's the next retro car to come out? Um, and it's okay if you want to stick to a Chrysler product. I know your roots. <laughs> I'm going to say the Dodge Shadow. No. Um, yeah, or like, maybe like something like, that's out what? now. <laughs> I mean, there's so much out now that's retro. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what... So, like... It's like a gold mine. I mean, yeah. it's like, but it's like, it's a different field, obviously, because some, there's companies that don't exist anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't see it coming out of Mitsubishi. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I see coming out of Mitsubishi is cold air because they're only good at air conditioning right now. Yeah. That's it. That's a good question. I got to ponder that for a second. What do I see coming yeah. out now? Um, you can, you can, you can pass your turn for now. If, if somebody's Julian? got, if somebody's got something. <laughs> That right on the tip of your tongue, go for it, because I got to think about it. Mm, like, wow, what would be like a good good candidates? I mean, now that we're actually trying to think about it, we're like, yeah. uh, can uh, I maybe this is harder than we thought. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with the dot shadow. I'm gonna stick with the dot shadow. <laughs> Own it. Dodge is listening. They're All like, right. freaking okay. send okay. it. Let's do it. <laughs> Final answer. Final answer. You, you no, do have no, that no, tattooed no, no, no. on your on your. Somewhere, right? On my lower back. Yep. Okay, <laughs> no, what I about... I put some thought into it. What if, what if Nissan brought back 
Pulsar. Mm. They never will. But what if they did? Nah, but I'm into it. You know, and now's a cool time to do it. You know, like with what Jeep is getting away with and stuff. They could do something really cool with that. Yeah, like, I mean, it's a small car, but like, yeah, like yeah. the mm. Renegade is a small, small yeah. vehicle. Okay, I got my pick. I got my pick. I know it's going to be the Chevy Chevelle. I think they're going to bring yes. it back. I think oh, they're going to bring it back right. and they're going to crush okay. it. Okay, 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 okay. I was, you know, I was actually going to say Model T, but Chevelle sounds good. <laughs> Model T. Like, can you imagine a <laughs> Model T? It's got wooden wheels. Everyone's like, what the fuck? Are those bicycles? And it's tires? electric. <laughs> it's the Model E. <laughs> like, why does it have all this wood stuff in it? <laughs> Those are recycled bamboo it's, materials. Dude, it comes with a freaking awooga horn. <laughs> they have to light the headlights. They have to light them. It's got a it's got a manual wiper. Like you just reach outside and wipe the window. Oh, dude, oh, the man. hipsters would be all over that. Oh my gosh, it comes the hipsters with a, would be all over that. Comes with a cappuccino maker. Um, oh my gosh! It's got a Victrolo in the back. <laughs> Holy crap! That's so funny. Oh man. No. Okay. That, so seriously though, the Chevelle. Yeah. That it's a car I don't know a lot about, but that I think mm. that would probably be more likely than a Pulsar. And I just yeah yeah I think out. they'll I think they're yeah. gonna they're gonna have to because the last version of the Malibu was atrocious. You know. Um, oh, I, I'm not gonna say treasure. I take it back. The last version of the Malibu is actually pretty nice, but they haven't done a Chevelle, and that's what I'm saying. They haven't done a Chevelle for a long time, and so they they'd stripped the Malibu away from the Chevelle, which is probably a smart move because I think that they're that's probably their ace in the hole that they're waiting to bring back. So that's my thought. Nice. nice. I almost wonder. I almost wonder if Chevy's gonna rethink the Blazer. I think they're gonna have to. I think they're gonna have to. I mean, they had to rethink the Camaro. We mm-hmm. all took him to task for that. Yeah, took him to you shit. Know? And I think the sales numbers will take him to task in the I, I almost, situation. Right. I almost wonder if they're going to, with Chevy again, they got to, they, dude, they're going to have to do an IROC version. First person to do an IROC mm-hmm. version is going to be a winner in my book. Dodge could do it or Chevy could do it. Who's going to do it? So another wrinkle, though, like these companies are going away from making cars. Like True. They're, they're doing the, the, the soccer mom mobiles right. or yep. the everything's crossover yeah the cleanest trucks holler. yep and uh <sighs> it's like so did you jeff did you say that sh- is chevy are they discontinuing their like yeah so all their sedans are pretty much gone yeah the malibu impala all okay. that stuff is gone yeah, yeah ford already it. did that ford just has the mustang now right as yeah, Ford car. has the Mustang and then the F-150. Um, I don't even know what they have anymore. Yeah, because they really rounded down two. Fusion's gone. Fusion's gone. Taurus. Yeah. Were they still making the Taurus, like, recently, or is that gone now? That is gone. Well, I don't So they have know. the Mustang, Fiesta, EcoSport, Explorer, Ranger, F-150. Oh, there's a 2020 Fusion, Escape. But I, think ne- I think next year it's going to be gone. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah, because that's just 2020. 2021. Let's look at 2021s. So Mustang, EcoSport, Explorer, Ranger, F-150, F-250, Ford Transit, obviously. F-350. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. Bronco, obviously. Yeah, and uh, in this, uh, the car and driver that I mentioned, 
says the fusions did. Yeah. For next yeah. year. That's too bad. All right, you guys. You guys got to pick. You guys got to pick. So Chevelle. Oh yeah. Okay. So Jeff goes to Chevelle. Yeah. I say Chevelle. Mm-hmm. Subaru SV. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Dang. You think so? You think they would, or you just want to see that? I just want to see that. So I. I mean, has when was the last time Subaru? Okay. So the BRZ is their coupe right now, right? But that's it. And that's really kind of a shared, weird platform thing. Right. They could they could do like a two-door uh, Impreza that yeah. would be vicious. You're right, man. And to like throw some of that SV styling at it that's like with the funky window and the, um, yeah, I think that could be super cool. Bring back. Dude, that would be they'd pretty sell, cool. They'd sell literally none of them, right? This is like a, you know, but that could be a really cool yeah, idea. That is SVX, that the, uh, the SVX. SVX? Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's got, yeah, the, oh my God. it's got the like dual kind of side window. It's got those half windows yes. thing. Oh man. Where you have so to cool. like horror of the drive through or you probably yeah. have to like turn your turn your drink sideways <laughs> to get through the window. <laughs> That's right. That's I don't right. know. I don't know if it's that small. But oh man, I remember seeing like mm-hmm. a few of those cars around around in Lincoln, and I'm like, holy crap, that is the coolest freaking car. You know, Julian, I I bet you're right though. I bet you're right. Mm. I could see that. Because it was yep. it was hot for a minute there, and then it just kind of went away. Mm. You know what I what I'd really like to see is them bring back the El Camino, like in my heart oh, of hearts, dude. Actually, that's a good idea. You know, like if that, yeah, like take my money. Yeah, that's like, right. Right now, man. like uh, my my wife would be all over that. In but a you second. know, it'd be you a know, stupid crossover cool front end with a stupid bed on the back. I hope not, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Like I hope they bring it back and don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Yep, that would be cool to see an El Camino now. Right. With, like, that Camaro front end that's out right now. Mm. And just, yeah. I mean, because if you think about it, what was the Australian? Yeah, Holdens. The Holdens, yeah. Yeah, the Holden Ute. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah. Those are really cool. Yeah, they are. I mean, that's basically a GTO in the front and a truck bed, you know. So you could totally do that to a Camaro or something. God dang, man. That would be freaking cool. Think about that. Get that front end of a Camaro and then the back end of a Colorado or something like that. You I know, mean, come on, they would sell, dude, so many of those. That's you know what, what we just invented? What the Dodge Dakota? <laughs> <laughs> Fourth gen, oh, baby. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Oh man, that was uh, great. Okay, Nate. So 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 uh, Julian's gonna mm. die on the hill with the Subaru SVX. <laughs> you guys got cool stuff. I'm trying to think it's a passion what. play. It's a passion play. <laughs> that is. Hmm. Well, I know I said Pulsar, but I don't know if my heart was really in that one. <sighs> I mean, that's probably one that you would want to see. That would be. Yeah. Yeah. I I yeah. I really I appreciated like the older versions of that. Like when yeah. I see like the Japanese only like ones or the newer ones, I'm just kind of yeah. like, eh. I like the squared off weird mm-hmm. tail light. That, right. that was the appeal because I had one and it was me too. It, it was, was so eighties. Yeah, it was a gutless wonder, but it was it was fun. So was the Fiero, and it, they they lit on fire all the time. The I'd Fiero, oh my god, Pontiac yeah. needs to come Dude, back. That's what I'm saying. Just the whole Bring thing. Bring it back right now. That's right. <laughs> like, why did they kill Pontiac? I'm the sorry. Best. I Why? love Pontiac. I know Gosh. Pontiacs were trash. Like the interior, I mean, they had a minute where they were trash. They, but but I loved so many of them. <sighs> yeah. But Fiero, mm. Firebird, preach. Now that is not likely to happen 
ever. No, I don't. That's no. never gonna happen. I mean, how often do you see a manufacturer die and then they bring it back? You know, <laughs> never, I don't know. Really? Yeah. Probably not. But I mean, you never know. I mean, Chevy might still be like, "Hey, let's bring back the Firebird, and we're just gonna call it the Chevy Firebird or something like that." Well, have you guys seen like they have? There's a company that will customize a Camaro for you and turn yes. it into mm-hmm. a Firebird. Yeah. And yes. I'm not sure how I feel about that. They look pretty like, cool, I've seen though. Some of them, I'm like, mm. they look kind of cool, man. Yeah, I like them. I'd have to be like really into Burt Reynolds. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, you're really you're into Burt Reynolds. Those Trans Am you know? were freaking cool back yes, then. Yes, they were. They were cool. Oh, um, God, I need to come up with something. Oh man, you've come up with like a bunch of really good ones so far. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Oh no. Okay, I know they're not doing cars anymore. Ford Probe. Ooh. Man, that is literally the car I was thinking when I asked the question. That's awesome. <laughs> what bro. a great answer, Nate. <laughs> yes, I did it. I love that spaceship suppository car. I honestly car. think that all three of our selections are very plausible, though. Yeah. I honestly There's no reason do. that Ford couldn't just make another car. Right, right, right. That's right? what I'm saying. Yeah. I think that this, I think what they're doing right now is going to hurt them. I think that they're, they've thrown all their chips on yeah. the crossover. And I think it's going to hurt them. I think that we're going to see other manufacturers like Toyota and, you know, obviously Nissan and stuff like that. And they're going to just grab the market because everybody like seriously, like how many more crossovers do we need? They all look the freaking same, you know, and it's like, just stop cranking that wheel for a minute and think what you're doing. You know, this is becoming such a boring time. You know, and so people are buying more about the features on the interior than they are about the aesthetics of the exterior. And Mm -hmm. it's annoying. Yeah. And so it's like, I mean, gosh, I mean, and no offense to Hyundai, you know, but like literally, dude, how many more crossovers can they put out? And they all like, well, this one is four inches longer than this one. So we need to just don't challenge them. Don't give them any ideas. That's right. I, um, I was talking to Nate earlier about like, it's, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, like there's some guy in a boardroom and they're like, Oh man, we're really not selling sedans. We should, we should really just stop making sedans and just make crossovers. Yeah. And then at that point they're like, man, People only buy crossovers. Why would we even try and make sedans again? Because we yeah. don't have any sedans. Because we don't have any sedans. You know, because there's <laughs> yeah. not there's nothing viable on the market. And my my question about them quitting that is, is it just that they couldn't compete with the Toyotas and the Kias and the Hondas? Like, right. or is it, you know, is it just easier to sell a truck? You know, and and maybe they're just trying to like play into their their strengths. Yeah, but but I think I think with some of these cars, especially sports cars, you know, domestic sports cars and even sedans, I think I do think that, you know, like like the classic song by Cinderella, don't know what you got till it's gone, you know, and I think that's what's going to happen. You know, I think that these things are going to be too far gone for too long and people are just going to start lighting their crossovers on fire and, you know, like we need to go back to the sedan. There's a big reason I think that there's a draw to the like 90s to 2000, 2010 almost era of cars too. Like they just they don't make those anymore. No. They just don't you can't get like a the same type of car that you could then. And Well, that's the thing. Like never of a time, never of a time have we ever seen every manufacturer doing almost exactly the same thing. Right. You know. I mean, think yeah. think back to the 80s, dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. You knew that was a Nissan. You knew that was a Chevy. You knew that mm -hmm. was a Ford. That was a Toyota. You knew the brands. No, without a doubt. I remember taking uh, thrifty nickel want ads or whatever, you know, like these. I don't yeah. know if you're familiar with those or whatever. And they just had all the different yep. cars in them and stuff like that. And I would study those things as a little kid because I was I wanted to be like my older brother because he knew like every car out there. And I would walk around with this thing studying all these different cars and stuff. And uh, I got so good at saying, you know, I could see oh, that's an 88 Caprice Classic. That's a, yeah. you know, 74 Volkswagen. That's a, you know. But now, how, how are kids going to know? They don't know, you know. They're not going to be able yeah. to tell. I mean, there's very few cars out there now that that line themselves out so differently than the rest. And it's just sad. It's like there's no character to these to these cars yeah. anymore. There's no like soul to them. They're just kind of like yep. these these uber efficient, highly technical, like super yeah. technological. Uh, you know, great. You know, great that they're very you know super safe. But they're just like these blobs that are just kind of yeah. like meh. You know, yeah. there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing that doesn't evoke anything within. It'd be like no if you had to reaction. design a mobile living room. Yeah. Oh man, that's exactly yeah. it. You well, know, that's, like that's what I was just saying. To you your know? point earlier, Jeff. Yep. Yeah, people are buying on features. You yeah, know, they're buying because it, it has a stereo and the visor and the thing rolls down the and rear entertainment system. But I guarantee you, whatever. Yeah, all three of us right now we're head turners, and what I mean by that is when we have our car and we park it in the parking lot and we walk away, we turn and look over our shoulder. You know, we're yeah. that type of a car enthusiast. Yeah, and there's so many of us out there that are like that that we're gonna die. You know, buying these older cars. I don't see. Oh, there's, yeah. there's nothing out right now that makes me want to. Besides, don't get no. me wrong. There's like the Ford Bronco and stuff like that. I, 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 you know, let me back up. There's barely anything out there right now that I want to right. run to get inside and say this is mine, and I'm going to be looking over my shoulder when it's in a parking lot. There's just yeah. nothing out there. But back in the '80s, dude. Oh man, line them up. There was so many cars in the '80s and '90s that I, I still yes. want to this day that I never even driven in. You know, yep. and it's interesting because they all had like personality, but you could, uh, you, they all had still had that like the brand DNA. You know, yeah. you could still kind of like see one at a distance, and just like the way that the designers had like translated across the brand was so obvious. Amen. And right now, I mean, you're right. You park like nine different brands SUVs next to each other, and literally the badge is the difference. Right. You know. Yeah. They have like. Yeah. Well, and they, and they just... cross they cross pollinate all over the place. You yeah. know how many people are using this part over in this part, and you know, and yeah. like, you know, Mazda is helping with this motor, and BMW is over here doing this, mm -hmm. and you know, Mercedes has got this and this motor and stuff. You know, it's like it's all over the place. You know. Yep. But the the thing that bothers me the most is dead serious. Like again, thinking back to the eighties. All right. Now, if you take if you take a Camaro. A 2020 yeah. Camaro, and you put it out there. You look at it and you say, "Okay, that's pretty. Yeah. That's pretty neat. You know, it's got some muscle to it. It's yeah. sporty. You know, it, it's impressive." Now you take an '87 IROC Z and put that next to that thing. I'm telling you, hands down, that freaking IROC Z looks it like quote unquote cool. You know what I mean? And what I mean, what yeah. I mean by that is, you don't look at that new, you know, computer made Camaro. Yeah. And with the, with the same kind of um, want, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Like yeah. you don't you don't see that and be like, oh, I can envision myself with the t tops off and you know and stuff. It's it's just not there. It doesn't look sexy. It's just like that's ah, a cool looking yeah. hard edge car, you know. But then you see like those IROX or something like that from the '80s, man. And to this day, they still look freaking cool. 
you I know, agree. just and I iconic. think looking cool is just such a big factor for us. Yeah. You know, we, you know, I don't, um, I have a good car and I won't buy another one until I find a better car. Right. And yeah. that might be a minute. Yeah. You know, the cars that are out right now are just not, first of all, like all the specs on the cars are so yeah. high yeah. You, you're 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 not really you're buying a hi-fi yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. you're buying you're not buying a car as much and so i don't even really want to pay for all that crap like i just want a really good yeah. analog car that gives me the driving feels well you know and i think what what these manufacturers are doing and they don't even realize it is they're pushing everybody over to tesla and they're pushing everybody over to these other you know like what was the other one the air or whatever lucid? yeah lucid yeah. Thank lucid you. airs and yep the yep. lucid air i mean they're that's what they're doing because those cars are actually looking sexy, you know, and, and it's doing the performance thing, exactly and like making the news. They're and, the ones that are head turners yeah. now. And it's like, exactly. And it's like, they're, they just want to appeal to the Karens. They have no idea what they're doing. They're, they're killing themselves right now. And they have no idea. And you know, it's kind of funny. Like we're talking about like Toyota for such a long time, you know, when I would read uh, Jalopnik and they, they would always, you know, yeah. it was a point of derision. They're like, yeah, it's like a, that's mm. like a Camry. You know, yeah. but now, you know, all these other manufacturers are getting rid of their cars. And now the Camry is actually a pretty freaking cool car. Dude, have you seen the Camry T? Was it the TRD or whatever? Holy crap. Okay. I mean, dude, all, all the new Camrys are sweet. Like, they are sweet. But I, I saw like with my own eyes, like this weekend, I saw the 2020 Toyota Camry TRD with transit stickers on it and an old white haired dude driving it. But this thing <laughs> had these fat dual exhaust pipes on the back, a sweet wing on it, the freaking gnarliest front end. Oh my gosh. And then like Chevy's like, ah, screw the sedans. We don't need that. And Camry's like, thank you. We'll take it from here. You know, like look <laughs> at that Camry TRD. Oh, love it. Yeah. So Sorry. that's it, man. I mean, it's like the soul, the the, the feel, the personality, yeah. the character. It's like... Mm-hmm. That's what we want. And that's what we're all about. And it's yeah. like, it's so hard to find that. I mean, it's like nearly impossible now with the new car. So it's like, we got to go back, you know, to the older vehicles. And I feel, I bet you there's lots of guys out there that, guys, people, yeah, um, that feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Dodge Dakota. <laughs> yeah. Dodge Dakota. Yeah. So anybody that's still listening. <laughs> if you haven't turned us off. Thanks for hanging on. Um, no, obviously let's dial it back here. We could probably start looking to put a pin in it, but you know, the Dodge Dakota Mm -hmm. from 87 to 2004 was a really, really cool truck. 2005 and on subjective to each their own who, who actually liked it or did not. But, um, but, uh, for our fans of Dodge Dakotas, this one's for you. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you check us out on Facebook, Instagram, all the social medias. Please like, comment, share. And like I said, anybody listening, tell us about your favorite car. Tell us, you know, if it's something super, super cool, super rare, whatever, and you want us to talk about it, want us to do some research and stuff, let us know. We'd be more than happy to jump in and take it for a ride and take everybody else on this journey as we uh, talk about all sorts of random stuff when we're supposed to be talking about one truck. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys.